0: Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, where we explore self-kindness. What is self-kindness? It's not just fluff, it's substance. It's not just a nicety, it's a life-altering practice. We explore how getting a foundation of self-kindness right inside allows you to live as your very best version of you in the world. I'm Pete Sibley, the self-kindness coach, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to another Self Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, and I am so excited for today's episode. Two amazing human beings, Sarah Hawthorne and Aaron Knightem, both self kindness coaching clients, came on to the show to share their experience of what has happened while they have begun to embody a self-kindness practice in their lives through this self-kindness coaching and how it has continued to play out. And uh, just cannot wait for you to hear this. Um, It sounds so good (laughs) coming from their experience. So, um, But I am also really excited because this episode um, is coinciding with me sharing that I am doing a two-day kindness, self-kindness challenge on May 26th, May 27th. So when this drops live, that will be next week, next Wednesday and Thursday, a two-day self-kindness challenge. You can sign up by going to my Instagram, by hopping on and getting my emails, or by going to the show notes here sign up for that it's going to be a zoom link two days of a self kindness challenge which will be all about what you're going to hear sarah and aaron uh, talking about and experiencing we're going to compress it to two days so you get to experience that and find out more about self kindness in your life i like 2021, this is going to be the year of self-kindness. So here we go. Uh, Sarah Hawthorne and Aaron Knightum, they introduced themselves on the show. So besides getting into who they are, I just want to say as human beings, listen in. This is the courage of where we can go as individuals and the types of communities we can build as we each do our own inner work. So without further ado, we're going to jump in. If you're inspired, listen through the end. I'll give you some more details on that two-day self-kindness challenge. That's May 26th, 27th. All you have to do is say you want to come and you get the Zoom link. Uh, Check that out in the show notes or go over to my Instagram at self with Pete. All right. I love you. Without further ado, here are Sarah and Aaron. So Sarah and Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the self-kindness with Pete podcast. Uh, I am thrilled that you're here. Thrilled that we get to talk. And I'm gonna put you both on the spot right off the bat with uh, you know. What talking about what is self kindness? You know, what's your definition, working definition of self kindness? And maybe it's changed. And then I would love you to tell folks kind of where were you in your life when you started to hear about self kindness coaching and what you have started to notice from having a self kindness practice in your life. So, Aaron, I'm going to start off with you, my friend, since you had you know i had the privilege to have you on months ago when the podcast first started and uh so welcome back my friend and it's great to be here we'll start with you yeah
1: well thanks pete i uh when i saw this question it's interesting because uh when i think about self-kindness i keep coming back to that image that you provided for me and all your listeners um, on multiple occasions and that is uh is uh of the of the child coming alongside another child um, who's skinned a knee or um, and then thinking of yourself as that person that's not only wounded but the person giving kindness or kind of coming alongside and showing compassion and so there are times where actually that image comes to mind where i catch myself in a certain pattern of thought or, uh, feeling a little wounded. And it's like, how would I treat myself if I was outside looking in? And so that to me is a big image. Um, and it's one, to be honest, I've shared a number of occasions, even with my children, it's like, how do we come alongside ourselves and, uh, and treat ourselves with that, that care, compassion and respect. And, uh, you know, over, and then over the, you know, the year or so we've been, Really working together or talking, um, I think it's just deepened. I, I think there's a lot there. There's a lot around integrity um, and that willingness to show up and that courage. Um, there's a lot about not just yourself as a, you know, self-kindness as a selfish act, but more about how you show up and um, in the world for others, how that self-kindness isn't just something you take in, but it's also something you receive and, and send back out. And yet still that that image of the child coming alongside one one kid coming alongside another kid with a skinned up knee um, is kind of at the center of all that. So
0: love that, Aaron. And Aaron, I I didn't introduce your you in, with your full name and maybe also tell folks or how you describe how you, how you show up in the world, maybe profession or or otherwise. But Aaron yeah. Where you wear a lot of hats, But but how do you want to describe yourself?
1: <laughs> it's a great question um depends on the day but uh i i yeah i show up in this world as a, as an educator by profession and um work at a place called teton science schools which is a nonprofit working in place-based education and, and working pr- primarily with graduate students um and developing teachers so i um and then i also show up as a, a father um, I have three kids um, who have uh, brought tremendous joy to my life, but also have have pressed the envelope or press <laughs> pressed me on how I see myself and uh, my own self talk, to be honest, and, and added to the equation. And then I show up as a as the best husband I can be, um, and that's something we talk about a lot too. Is uh, just mm-hmm. that relationship of of service and um, and partnership um, with my wife,
0: Leah. Awesome, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah Hawthorne. Hello. Um, so <laughs> hello. So I'm going to put it to, to you. And I, I love, I didn't plan this, but I, I have two educators here on today. So. so Sarah, self-kindness for you and a little bit of, you know, where you were and what you started to notice. Mm-hmm. Unpacking in the self-kindness journey for you.
2: Okay, so in a nutshell, uh, self-kindness to me is a lot. What Aaron said—it's um, offering the same sort of a non-judgmental compassion that I would to a friend, mm. that I would encourage my preschoolers to offer to one another when they get hurt on the playground, as a preschool teacher, and to my own children and to really uh really anyone that i meet i'm able to dish out the gentle compassion and uh pretty much zero judgments <laughs> to anyone that given that i believe that everyone has a good heart and um a lot of people could be misunderstood but everyone is doing their best and i can offer that to anyone um but it's very hard to offer to myself. And it's something I've struggled with for most of my life, coming up in the form of uh, clinical depression, anxiety, and just really good at beating myself up. So after um, sort of the year of COVID, of being at home with my preschool aged children, um, and then going back to the preschool, in person full-time in September and finding myself thrown into a situation where I felt like almost a Jekyll and Hyde of um, offering this love and compassion to my students and their parents during a really hard time and just really struggling with just showing up for myself. And I think um, I got to the point where I've had so much therapy, sort of the gamut between Eastern and Western philosophies and um, I've read all of the parenting books and I just said, you know, I started seeing your Instagram posts and I felt this little needling nudge that it might be as simple as that, just being kinder to yourself. And I pushed it away because I kept thinking, how basic is that? Be kind to yourself you can change the world by being kind to yourself. And I just knew that I had to give it a shot because I was just hitting a wall with, um, my dad, one of his favorite old phrases, I think it's from his father, get off the cross. We need the wood. It's a little (laughs) irreverent,
1: right? Wow.
2: (laughs) But I just get sick of my own bullshit, Mm, you know, mm, and mm. I just, I'm just over it. And so that's kind of where I started. And it is, it's, it's truly what I needed to be doing Mm. this, this, um, this work with you, Pete.
0: Well, I love that you brought that up, Sarah, because I feel like you and I have had those conversations where we're like, it's, it is that simple. And yet, why do we forget it over and over and over again? (laughs) And, you know, I've posed that question to lots of people. I've searched the books, you know, I think mm-hmm. the three of us, that's what we have in common. Like we've, we've really have delved into this, you know, in, in a big way, in a lot, of, mm-hmm. lots of different ways. And the best answer is, is kind of like, that's because that's, that's what it is to be a human being. It, and that, you know, we've talked about that is, like what if that actually becomes more of the goal and the result is how am I showing up to that being a human beingness? Like that's, that's what my dance is all about. Can I show up as the best human beingness? Yeah. So thank you both. And again, like right off the bat, we can hear the courage that it takes even to just, you know, start to, to follow that little, that little nudge. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think what happens is our mind starts to immediately start begins to think two things. It's like, Oh my gosh, I'm about to open up a huge can of worms here or (laughs) I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. Like those are two things that the mind starts worrying about, or it starts to tell yourself or, you know, this is what I hear a lot mm-hmm. in my own mind, which is, you know, I've done this already. I've been here before.
1: Yes. Like, you know,
0: like you, th- Sarah, like mm-hmm. I've done the therapy. I've done the books. I've done the workshops. Like what? Why? Mm-hmm. So, so I want to bring, bring that kind of quality question. Whoever kind of feels it is like, what have you noticed about bringing this quality of what we're calling self-kindness? to yes. all of this stuff that you've already done before or that you feel like you already know, how is does the self-kindness help to do it in the moment when you need it? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Ask a question? Yeah. Ask mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so, I'll, I'll start. Okay, Sarah. So I think really what it comes down to for me is, is not putting putting myself on the back burner all the time. And sort of this um I'm learning to avoid the I should I should I should be doing. And I tend to get very wrapped up in that. I should be a better teacher, a better mom, XYZ, and I get sort of frantic in um sort of anxiety and I think um, we touched on this in one of our last talks, Pete, but just the, just the, the feeling what I'm feeling and allowing that emotion to just sit without trying to hurry it away and to, what does it feel like to love myself and to hug myself? You know, that act of just sitting and being still. And it's profound because it's what I do all day with my students allowing them, holding space for them and for their parents and for really everyone around me, but not, not really applying the same principle for myself that, you know, I should really know better by now. Mm. And I keep falling into this sort of self-loathing. And so that's why the practice of this work and of the exercises has been so much more beneficial and all encompassing than anything else I've ever done because I'm, I'm rewiring my brain mm-hmm. and I'm rewiring patterns that I'd fallen into that you can't just, you know, intellectually, you might know, well, you have to love yourself before you love someone else. You might know that, but it's harder, it's harder to follow through on. Mm-hmm. And I think this practice has changed my interactions on a, I want to say a cellular cellular level. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I don't know how else to describe it, and I, it's, I've never had this sort of healing before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a lot of courage there, Aaron, my friend. How about for you? Yeah, well, thank you,
1: Sarah. I'm uh, just resonating with everything you're sharing. Um, you're welcome Yeah. In in real ways, I. I think first, uh, something I would, maybe not now, but later, just that comment of like, your dad, get off that cross. I need the Man, wood. The I, I tell you, I, I'd love to <laughs> unpack that one. You know, like, <laughs> like there's me on my cross uh-huh. and, and there's that reality, right? And then there's the other reality, which is reality. I think, Pete, you always talk about that. What's the reality? And then what's the reality in my mind? Uh-huh. And uh, that's the one we have. That has has owned me in so many ways over the years, and uh, and it is. It's a long pattern of of judgment, mm, yeah. um, <laughs> a long pattern of self judgment, and, and judgment of others. I would say I I uh, I've been conditioned to think in certain way over over my my decades of of thought and held certain people in high regard and aspired to be them and, and always saw how I fell short. Um, and so that self judgment has just been huge and, and has created a reality in my mind, um, that, that controls me in so many ways. So I think, you know, how have I changed or how has this all kind of impacted me over the years, um, over the year, the months, as I do, I agree. I think it's shifting my mindset away from that judgment um everything from strategies of asking myself you know is it true is that Mm -hmm. the reality or is that just the reality in my head you know or like and just be able to stop and pause in the moment pete you coach me on that a lot trying to say okay what's the strategy in the moment Mm -hmm. um that can serve you and uh, I do I see myself in that space noting still has a lot of emotional ties and I'm still in process but I do see myself seeing my thoughts for what they are more and more um yeah and with less judgment and then because of that little pause that space I'm able to navigate them a little bit more and, and uh work through them and allow them to be I don't think it was ever going to disappear, but, uh, yeah. So I don't know. You know, I, I, we always talk Pete about Aaron 2.0, like who am I in the 2.0 and that, that dichotomy of like, or just like here's who I was and here who I am going to be in like those two different versions. And then just thinking, well, reality, it's like we are in the process of that evolution and we're always going to be there, but striving to rethink how I think to reevaluate my patterns. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is uh, yeah. answering your question, but I do. I do see myself behaving and handling things a lot differently.
0: But yeah. So I want to f- follow up. This is one of the questions that I I had put put forward to you before we we started recording. But Aaron, in those pauses, like my mind wants to hear that and be like, what's you know what what good is a little pause? I guess what what I'm asking is like, you know, I, I asked that question, like, what's the most striking kind of thing about the self-kindness practice that you didn't expect mm. prior to getting in? And for me, it is those how just understanding how powerful those pauses actually are. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, mean, I, I, I guess I
0: wanna put it back into you. Like I could ask you that question, but also to follow up, what have you noticed about when those pauses show up versus prior to having a practice where you could hit a pause?
1: I think it's awareness and I don't, I'll tag Sarah here, but I just, just to kind of finish my thought is like, it's, it's like, I pause and I see all the weight and the meaning that I'm giving things. And often those are, the meaning that I, I I assign to whatever event and thought is usually a negative narrative or usually a judgmental narrative or an evaluative narrative. Mm-hmm. And I start to question that evaluation. Like, is it really bad or is it, you know, like maybe it's not, you know, like just reevaluating those conclusions that I come to so immediately because of my neural pathways and that, and just evaluating like. I, you know, like I see myself putting meaning on this and therefore I'm creating the story here. It's not necessarily, uh, the reality of the situation. So Sarah, sorry, go for it. No, no,
2: you're fine. I love hearing your words. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the awareness is huge. Um, I think, so I expected a lot of relationships to improve or I was hoping that they would with this, Mm. with this practice. Um, I was having just explosive battles with my little boys over the silliest things and losing my temper in a way that I wasn't proud of. Mm. And um, I think sometimes I just feel like my patience is gone. I'm with toddlers every day, all day. And so when my little boys start fighting over bath toys at night, I'm just done you know, I'm exhausted. And so, um, I think we, we fall into these patterns, like you said, of now I'm going to do this. Here we go. And I tell my children all the time, tomorrow's a new day. And at the preschool, we believe we, we focus on the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset and how we see each other and these children of opportunities for growth and not, you know, expecting the same thing out of these kids who might have some behavioral issues and so we focus on all this change and we can change and we can we can be better but i never i had a hard time with myself you know doing that to myself of hey you know you actually can change um and so that is the part and it's gradual but it's enough that i've noticed of applying these principles of of slowing down, of being aware, of asking myself if, it, if it's true, if it's really true. And when I first started working with Pete, a lot of it was these um, these explosions with my kids, of me swearing at them and yelling at them. And and then the the guilt, the guilt that I would feel afterwards. And so I'm, it's sort of like a, like a lightness. I'm feeling a lightness that I haven't felt in a long time Mm. Mm. of kind of getting into this. um, I get into this guilt of, so I've been teaching preschool for about 20 years and I have these little boys that I've wanted my whole life and here they are. And I love my husband and we love our home. And, you know, I get into these feelings of guilt of why do I struggle so much when I have all of these wonderful things in my life. And um, speaking of, you know, get off the cross. I've had a long, I've had a long history of serious depression, many suicide attempts. Mm. And I just feel like this work is this gentle sort of hug to myself that I've needed, that I haven't been able to apply to myself. And after my last most suicide, most serious suicide attempt right before I went to treatment, my husband said, why can't you see the person that I do? Why? Why can't you see her? And that everyone else sees in your life. And something in me clicked. And I just sort of decided, you know what, I'm not, who am I to decide who he sees? Why am I, I love him. I trust him. Why can't I just believe him? And there's something about this practice that It's sort of like a, like I said, a gradual sort of, ah, gosh, it just makes, I just feel like certain things are starting to happen for me Mm -hmm. that I've been working towards for a long time, but I didn't quite know how, does that make sense? I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to, how to make them a part of my life without, like I said, reading the books, um posting inspirational quotes on my bulletin board. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. so, like trying to do the work, but not really knowing how.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, Harris. It was like you and I, when we, we last met talked about that, it that analogy of like a changing of a season, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I've witnessed this work. Like mm-hmm. there are moments where it's, it feels really sudden. Mm-hmm. you know maybe you go outside and suddenly a whole tree is a, a different color but the you know but it's there is this also gradualness and that's what is has been so striking in my own journey around this two things that you brought up were so um important in my own kindness journey that kind of got me to feeling comfortable that i could walk other people through it and that was when I was in my, you know, throes of depression, people would always tell me about what a great person I was and yeah. that I just needed to love myself.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> but that- my response was coming out of my mind, just like you were yes. saying, Aaron, before, like you were saying, you know, there's, there's this, the isness of this moment. And then we're all projecting onto the isness. So You know, we're all talking, and all of you all are listening, and we all have our own experience of who we all have our own Aaron, we all have our own Sarah, and we all have our own Pete. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's why I believe when we do the practice as an inner self practice, Mm -hmm. like we're really getting in touch with something that we trust, and we're doing it. You know, sometimes it feels like it's a big click like i trust that Mm -hmm. but then life is going to give you a chance to check it out do you really like Uh what's your opinion here like go back in you know is it's it's that's
2: important because you could write a book pete and i would love it and read it but that's not the same thing as going through the motions Mm -hmm. and going the exercises and doing the homework and you know it's the hard work but it's it's different than the therapy that i've ever done before it's it's different and it's yeah. and it's it's um yeah like a slow kind of slow change that i can feel i can feel it in my interactions with those that i love
0: yeah i can feel it too like you know I, I always like that that bad if you grew up in the 80s i'm sure you saw it a lot the the hair club for men ad word. <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> the guy's
0: like, I'm not only, you know, the owner of the hair club, I'm a client. And he takes off his hat <laughs> and like shows you his head. But like, I'm a client too. And yep. you know, just this week, and I just posted on my Instagram, a reel of me dancing around. And it was my celebration dance that I like found that self hug that you're talking about, Sarah.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: And Cause like, it's still going to come up over and over yeah. again. And w- we have the experience that Pete that I'm talking about in, the, you know, in that depression mode, uh-huh. it's like, Oop. you know, there's so much gratitude for this Pete now, maybe from that depressive mode, I'm Pete, you know, version 1.5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Who like, I talk about that a lot too. It's like, we're shortening down. We're not going to get to a spot where we don't feel the human feels. No. But this beautiful opportunity or, you know, possibility mm-hmm. for shortening down the intensity, the length of time yes. and the storm that I am around yeah. other people in my life.
2: Like a quicker recovery.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you
2: know, uh, you know, it's kind of, I had this thought that, you know, you know that we kind of, have our shit together and then fall it all falls apart and etc. on and on. And I know that, but when I'm in the down, I still get really hard on myself. And I was thinking I've dealt with eating disorders for a long time. And it's almost as though when I'm in my good genes and I feel good and I feel strong and, you know, my shit is together that day, it's easier to love myself then. And this practice is helping me to love and accept myself and just hold space for space for myself, even when I gain those 10 pounds and I'm not feeling that good. It's almost as though like, don't, don't be a fair weather friend to myself, Mm -hmm. you know, like all the time, not just when I'm getting along with my husband and I'm not telling my kids to get in the fucking car, you know, (laughs) all the time.
0: I awesome.
1: know I, I I oh Sarah <laughs> that's beautiful. in
2: the fucking car.
1: Yeah. And yeah. You, you also you also expect it too. Pete, you stop yeah. talk to me a lot about this. It's like, okay, right now you're doing okay, but you know what? <laughs> Tomorrow you won't, you know. And so when it does show up, it's like it's that it's that other 50% of life that you got to come alongside yourself both in the good and the in the yes. challenging times. Yeah. Um and, but, uh, and, yeah. and that's
0: that's an uh, for me that's an honorable journey. Like, can I be the kind of human being that, mm-hmm. that does that, you know? I mean, those are the people I admire in my mm-hmm. life. The people that say like, Pete, you're doing great. And when I totally tank out, they're like, Pete, you're still a beautiful human being. <laughs> and man. yeah, like that, this, this didn't work, but like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, negate the the human being that you are and the value that you are on the planet. And and, you know, that, the, that your journey is one of continuing to grow and open your heart. Um, and so, yeah, so maybe that's a spot. Like, you know, why do you think this work is important to do in how it supports our homes, our communities, and even the world? And then, like... And what would you tell somebody who might be listening to this, who was like, you know, maybe in a, where you were at the beginning of starting your own kindness journey?
1: I'll I'll, I'll jump in here. You know, Pete, I, I, it makes me think of really maybe one of our first sessions together. um, When I was kind of in a really tough spot. With some anger, uh, frustration, um, even feelings of of victim, kind of from the from the systems around me and uh, and the people and uh, and you talk about the journey, you know, like how often we just kind of do this slow incremental. What happened to me right away was actually pretty like. Explosive uh or powerful in that moment. I don't know if you remember this, but by working with you, and I think I just laid on the floor for about an hour and you just talked me through your thoughts, my thoughts, right? And you just kind of worked, worked. I wrote a bunch of stuff down, I did it. And I remember coming out of that session, coming downstairs and seeing my wife and uh and just realizing that I was thinking differently, like my brain had literally changed, maybe on a hormonal level maybe even more powerfully, like on a pathway level, but it's like, whatever that recalibration that you provided me, um, I don't want to oh, exaggerate it too much, but it was, it was, it was like, it was like, how all of a sudden I can engage my kids. I'm not often Aaron narrative land of frustration and anger and judgment and self others all that stuff and where I can't even like I couldn't even like be with my family all of a sudden I come back and it's like Mm -hmm. here I am again Mm -hmm. here I am all right your husband's back and Mm -hmm. this is just part of the world and all of this is okay like Mm -hmm. feet are on my ground under under my feet the ground is under my feet and my kids are there playing, you know, and some are crying all of it, it's, it's, it's okay, you know, like, because I get so caught up emotionally is like is like that, 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 uh, that escalated state of, of emotion that I kind of would get to over and over and over again, in different scenarios. It's like, Oh, here I am again. And I don't I'm turning into this, like, I'm sorry, I'm apologizing already to my wife, because I know I just can't mm-hmm. just. I'm at such a height. I can't, I can't, I can't recover. Um, so anyway, so I would say just right there, um, it was, it's worth in weight and gold. And then, and then you combine that with just the the routine that we've formed where sometimes I come in with you and I got something to talk. I always have something to talk about, but, um, <laughs> you know, but there's times where I'm like, I can't wait to talk to Pete because I need to think through some of this. Or there's times where, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then, but Mm -hmm. we do, we do, we talk and we think, and I see that incremental change, um, that helps me be a a better father, husband, um, professional in my, my organization, you know, and just that, that resiliency. So, um, the amplitude of my ups and downs are definitely like half the volume and they're also just spread out. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I've had both. I've had the long journey with you over the years. (laughs) And then I've also had these times where I walked out and felt completely
0: different. So, Mm. um, Mm. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's some good work there, my friend.
1: Mm. Love that.
0: Sarah, how about for you? What's the, where do you see the importance of this work in your home and community? And some, Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, Received a bipolar bipolar diagnosis about seven years ago. And so I generally live sort of between extremes. And as I learned to navigate that in motherhood, I have found this training to be sort of like my mood stabilizer. <laughs> and it's helping my dysregulated state become more minimal. I'm not as dysregulated as much. And my recovery is faster. My self-awareness is, is, is more easily accessible when I'm having a hard time. Cause I still do. I still, you know, get down on myself or get angry with my kids, but I'm able to recover faster. I am like Aaron said, I feel, I feel like not everything is all of a sudden perfect, but I'm able to really forgive myself more easily and like pull it together. And so as a, I'm a Montessori teacher and we're taught that Maria Montessori believed that peace starts at home. It starts at home and it's, it's so true. And I think that's why I finally decided to do this because My home wasn't always the peaceful place that I wanted it to be. And I was just really struggling with that and not knowing what to do when I've, I've taught parenting workshops and I've coached so many parents on how to deal with the conflicts that I'm struggling with. And I know emotionally you're so attached to your children, they trigger you in ways that my students won't, you know, so it's easier to, to see myself separate from those conflicts at school. But, um. I kept seeing your posts and I was thinking like, ah, like these are a little cringy, like self-kindness, self-love, you know, you see it a lot and I just kept having this nag, like this is what I need to do. And I remember saying with you, Pete, that it seems, what did, what did we say? That it's stupid, simple.
0: (laughs) Yes. Just
2: loving yourself. Just love yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's been, it's done so much more than I ever imagined it could. Hmm. Um, Cause it seems basic. Love yourself. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. I should have learned this lesson and I just, yeah.
0: Well, I think what you're pointing to is that, you know, the beauty of a, a inner self kindness practice is it points you back to your definition and belief of what that looks like you know not somebody else's definition Mm -hmm. of what because before I walked my own walk it's like I had this idea that self-love looked a certain way it's Mm -hmm. like always you know giving yourself the benefit of a doubt and oh like it just but it wasn't real it wasn't mine like that's that's not real like love is so much bigger than the little definition that I had of it right Uh and that's that's what I love about this practice is that it shows me that self-kindness is actually letting myself feel rejection Uh like it's freaking crazy it's like turns everything that I've kind of thought on its head but it always comes back to me trusting that I can find like what's my opinion here like does that really work for me and that's what's, yeah, that's what is most striking, you mm-hmm. know, in watching both of you do that time and time again. Like, I'm always just, I always walk away going, wow. <laughs> I'm so, so impressed, so impressed by the human beings that I get to interact with. So, Aww. yeah. So, Lots of love. So grateful that you would share so courageously and so openly today. Um, I'm excited, you know, any, any, any parting thoughts as we sign off today?
1: I think for me, it's like just not underestimating the impact or the power of, of your own mind. And, um, and investing in that, I think, right? Investing in that care and that mm-hmm. stewardship of your mind. Like, I know that sounds kind of funny, but it's like, no. wait, I, I do, I put money into so many other things or I, I invest <laughs> resources, time, whatever, the different things. It's like, this is, this is about making sure that, uh, I don't know. I just, I just take yeah. care of that. That just, that's become my awareness. It's not just about getting things done or doing this. It's it's
2: mm-hmm. Thank- and
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, Aaron, remember we don't have to believe everything we think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I got that bumper sticker. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> it's true. I share
1: it with my students all the time.
2: It's, it's so true. <laughs> yep. This is the thought. Just a thought. We don't have yep. to. And that's, and yeah, your your work, Pete, has actually taught me how to do that. Mm. To really examine my thoughts and question them and not let them hold such valuable real estate in my already big head, (laughs) already big forehead. And that's been just, I don't know how else I would have done it really. I don't know. I don't know how else I would have, it wasn't working. You know, whatever I was doing wasn't really working very well.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I love that whatever internal kindness, that was nudging, both of you and a gratitude in my own life that, that we'd be willing to, to take ourselves and our, our inner, you know, that inner ability to be gentle and kind and compassionate to, you know, really take that seriously in our life. So. Love you both. So grateful that you would spend some time with me.
2: Thank you. I'm honored to be included.
0: Likewise. Wow. Just getting to listen to that. So much there. So much inspiration. So many good uh, reminders and takeaways. I know I'm going to go back and listen to that one again. Just aren't they just amazing and it's so inspiring um, how they're walking the, walking the walk, you know, walking their talk, whatever that saying is. If you want to walk this walk, if you want to step into and understand a little better what this self-coaching is, self-kindness coaching is all about then i invite you to the two-day self-kindness challenge may 26th and 27th next uh week after this drops when this drops um live and all you have to do is just you know click the link to sign up you follow through there's a couple questions in there and um You know, you fill out that little form and it'll send the Zoom link to you and you are in and we are going to be talking about how we do all of what Sarah and Aaron were talking about, you know, how to feel better in the moment that you're feeling the stress or anxiousness, how to slow down that mental chatter that isn't serving you, how to get in touch with the part that trusts you, you know, even just doing this, like Aaron said at the end of like this is just investing a little bit of your time. If you can't make it live, you can receive uh, recordings. And again, all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, go to at selfkindnesswithpete, my Instagram, and follow the links there. Or you can uh, go to petesibley.com and get all the information there or contact me and I will send it to you. All right. I love you. Have an inspiring self-kindness week. Be kind to you and we'll see you next week. Hey, Self-Kindness with Pete listener. Do you want to get involved with all things self-kindness, but don't know where to begin? Well, run on over to PeteSibley.com and sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive newsletters about everything related to self-kindness and how we can begin the self-kindness revolution in your life.